Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. I forgot what... I forgot the name of my podcast. I'm totally leaving that in because that was so funny. I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? No, it's, who am I? It's been so long. Construct your life, Austin Linney. It's been so long since I've chatted with you. We did. There was a time where we did so many podcasts together, and you were you were literally like a couple of months away from leaving your job. You left your job, and now you own so many things in your real estate and everything, and. You know, uh, we have Mandy McAllister here. But before we get into like everything you're doing now, how long after leaving your job did you did you say to yourself, "Man, I should have done this years ago," or did that ever happen? You know, I, I it's it's so funny how it's been. I can't imagine living life a different way than being in control of my whole everything, you know? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But it's it's also not without its own stress. You know, I, I don't think everybody that, you know, it looks like this glorious road, mm, like the, no. it's sometimes mm. painted as this meadow in which you skip <laughs> at in slow motion. Have you, have you, have you ever met my, have you ever met my coach, Omar? I'm not. No. So he's he has the greatest explanation of what entrepreneurship is like. He's like so, he's like so. Look, you, you you there's this beautiful table. He's like you sit down at this beautiful table and you're, God, you got your nicest suit on. You're ready to eat this amazing dinner. And he's like, then they put a bowl of shit in front of you. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes. You stomach that first bowl. And he goes, they take that bowl away and they put another bowl down. He goes, that's entrepreneurship. That's fair. That's actually very spot on, you know? It's, um, it's but, a but wonderful- here's, But what you're describing, if I may, is you were so done for so long that when it happens, you don't know the life before that. I can't imagine looking back. I absolutely can't imagine looking back. And actually, it's funny, in one of our conversations on one of those podcasts that we yeah. recorded, you said something that you say to your coaching clients that, oh, you're making 60 grand in a year, like go flip a house, that, that'll make you 60 grand, you know, mm -hmm. like it's such mm -hmm. a rewiring of your brain that if, if I get to a place where I'm like, you know, I don't know. Is this stress the type of stress that I want? Well, not like go, go do any of the hundred things that you know how to do to make money. If what you want is more reserved, you know, so yeah. it's just a completely different rewiring of my brain. You help women and, and I help people and I've coached long enough and you coach, I would say barring victimhood mentality, the hardest thing that I work on day in and day out is the transition of the mindset from W2 mm -hmm. to business owner. The identity shift there is, I mean, it's like the Grand Canyon. And I'll say too, I run into a lot of people where, um, you know, I, I hit the point where I could make this leap. I now have the things that I needed to see to be willing to take this leap and bet on myself. 
And mm -hmm. in so many cases, you end up hearing that uh, an external force caused that like a layoff happened okay. or mine, for instance, my story is I, um, my real estate coach does boot camps and he had me on a panel and I had just hit the cash flow that I wanted to see in my portfolio to be willing to tender my resignation to medical device. And it just so happens that one of the 900 people in his audience was a colleague. We were same level, just kind of different divisions. And then I say out loud, I hit the cash flow I need to see to retire. Don't sell me out, Jim. And then literally a bunch of weird stuff happens. And now poof, four weeks later, Jim is my direct boss. Oh. So Jim comes to me and says, hey, Mandy, was that for real? So it went from this, like, I could have kicked the can down the road thing. Mm -hmm. to, oh my God, the baby's coming. I've got to do something about this, you know? So I, I'm not here to say that I'm anything special. I had the same feeling. Well, it, to hit on that point, either you make the decision or life makes the decision for you. 100%. Perfectly. Put. And, and, and the problem is, is that 90% of the people out there are waiting for life to make the decision for them. And it, it might not, you know? Yeah. And it, it might, might not. not and then you just live it and you just live in a mediocre life. Mm -hmm. you know? Like totally. I was talking to a guy the other day, we were at a big, uh, small business meetup in Dallas. And he said, I'm listening to you. And he's like, the way that you say you're going to take your private equity firm to a billion dollars is like, you're buying a thing of milk. He said, you just say it and you don't care. Mm -hmm. I said, look, it's not that I don't care. It's, I was like, the vision is so firm mm -hmm. and what we're doing. And I just don't give a fuck anymore. I'm not, dude. And that's what they think the difference is. I, it doesn't mean I'm not scared. Look, mm -hmm. I'll be a hundred percent frank as we're recording this today, the way I've described being the CEO on site for the first day at our company with 30 employees, I feel like I just became the president and they handed me a bunch of files that I didn't know were available. And they go, Oh, here are the bodies. Good luck. <laughs> and it's like the gravity of the situation is hitting me now. And the purpose Instead of cowering in that moment, mm -hmm. I say to myself, the assignment Let's is go. understood. Yeah. Peace. I am in a very similar circumstance. Yes, uh, you are. Yes. Take the reins of Go Abundance Women. This, this, I joined this tribe as a member because I mm -hmm. sought out camaraderie. I sought out connection mm -hmm. with other women who wanted more from their lives in every facet. Yes, mm -hmm. financial freedom, but more connected relationships, more you know, focusing on their health, more, you know, giving back, like all of the things that matter to me. And now like people look to me to have the answers. Mm -hmm. And I, I have these instincts of what I feel like would feel right as a member. And I'm just following those also at the same time, knowing that sometimes uh, the best decision is any decision at all, because we'll yeah. go figure it out. All right. That didn't work. We can pivot, but the inaction is the stuff that gets us nowhere. So well, what can the inaction is a representation of it's not, here's where we're at, right? In society, right? If you look at a whole is mm -hmm. I'll just use my sector, right? Plumbing and HVAC. It's mm -hmm. an entire sector of business that's littered in broken promises. Ooh, well, put. that's the game, right? The owner that said he was going to bring this stuff in and didn't the trade school that said they were not going to do that the job that was promoted, that was promised, that wasn't. And so all I have to do to win is do what the fuck I say I'm going to do. <laughs> 
Well, and if you're unsure if it could happen, like being clear and upfront about it, because people can take bad news. They can't take no news, you know, ah, they can't take, in they a can't take nothing. Right. Exactly. The, the, the my, once again, I say it almost every podcast, my favorite quote, 1930s poet, George Bernard Shaw, the single greatest problem with communication is the illusion that it's taken place. <laughs> It's a perfect quote. It is. Yeah. Because it's it's life. That's corporate America. That's mm -hmm. everything, right? It's totally. it's the inaction, but more importantly, it's the proper improper communication that's happening within oneself. Exactly. Yes. The not the easiest promise not to keep is the one to yourself. You know, the the negotiation of, "Oh no, I just went to the gym yesterday." The, "Oh no, I'm I could follow up on that tomorrow." You know, it's, it's whatever your standard is that you bring into the world that allows for things to move forward or not to move forward. 100%, right? And so when, you know, as much as you can share, and I don't know how much you can share, walk me through. So you're a member of a mastermind. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if owning a mastermind or owning a women's group was ever in your wheelhouse or something that you even thought of. When the opportunity gets presented, or, or it's even on the table, what's the first thought that comes across the table for you? In Holy shit, am I the right choice? Holy okay. shit, can I do this? Mm -hmm. that, that imposter syndrome stuff that I don't think ever goes away if people are, mm -hmm. are completely mm -hmm. honest with mm -hmm. themselves. No, 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 it never does. It never does. Yeah, unless you're yeah. an egomaniac. You know, I feel well, like- one of, the meme, one of the memes I saw was the only way you would have imposter syndrome if you already passed what you didn't think you could do in the first place. Very true. I, I, um, By the way, I would just like to go on record because you and I haven't spoken about a year, yeah. uh, give or take. I remember where I was, Tahoe. I don't think there's anybody on this planet that's more of the right person to own a women's group than you. Thank you. That means a lot to me. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly. Look, we have not talked in a year and look how we're flowing, you and yeah. I, already. <laughs> we're the same person. You know, you're, you're the woman version of me. I'm the woman version of you. Like, you know, because we, I don't think I said that right, but it's okay. It's been a long day. So, so what, what, what ultimately does is it's not even the fact of, can I do this? And I don't want to speak for you, but it's the fact of, do I want to wear that responsibility? Mm. And do I want to show up for these people to make this experience better? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. Yes. Day after day. And do I feel like I have identified as a member first? the handful of things that if we just two millimeter tweak them, mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, magic mm -hmm. would be unlocked. Yes, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. I absolutely see those things very clearly. And I'm attacking those things as we mm -hmm. go forward to make things feel mm -hmm. more magical and engender more you know, connection and ability to move forward in our businesses and in our lives. So um, it, it's a really neat thing, but it's also... Uh, just it's it's figuring it out I, as we go along, you know. And and I don't and it, it, call me naive, right? Because most of my clients are men. I, you know, I, I've had I had a woman the last three months. She just graduated today. That was that was a great experience. I had a couple. What is it about, right? I I think you look around. There's a million guys groups for this, that, and the other. There's not a lot of, at least from my girls that 
my friends that are girls that have businesses, not a lot of women's group out there, but I feel like all women are searching for that camaraderie, somebody they can talk to. I feel like women, especially just people in general, but especially women are communal people. And the the grope into darkness hunter mentality is is not terribly natural for for women. Yeah. And I I mean, if you come to my house and you're my girlfriend, I'm gonna hand you my baby. You know, like we're, <laughs> yeah. we we thrive on communication and togetherness. So the going out as a solopreneur, I felt completely alone because yeah. the I, I would love in medical device to say, oh, let's workshop this problem. How would you deal with this? This IDN is, you know, X, Y, Z, right? So I didn't have that in my entrepreneurial journey. So that is why I found this group, you know, and, and now the, the chance to really allow for space to create those spaces where you're not alone as an entrepreneur and you're not a bad person if you're, you know, if you want to get a high five for closing on a, a $4 million building, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. in normal lives, like, I feel like I wear a bunch of weird hats. Well, your your drive and my drive can suffocate others. And well, a hundred percent. And it rips the, it rips the oxygen out of the room because people are like, "Do you really don't you have enough? Isn't it do enough? You really, yeah. Do you really want all that? Is that a thing?" And it's but like, I yeah. crave impact. I crave yeah, impact, 100%. and I get At that all, every I, day, dude. I'm I'm dude. I'm trying to talk to the, you know, everybody. Right. Like, you know, and, and what, what I'm excited about the most, right. And look at your group and like, I would love, it's kind of, let's just say ideas kind of floats around. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, some guy posted on Twitter, they were like, um, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of young guys would love to shadow you, you know, as CEO at the company on site. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. Like, bring 15 dudes. I dude, I'm good. Like, that's amazing. Right. Cause that's like, I was like, Oh my God, I would love that experience. If I was starting out. Have you read the third door? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's yes. like that whole, his, like, his well, episode with Arby Marcus was, I think was who, Ed, I don't know. Some podcasts. I was like, so blown away with like that episode, but then I read the book. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. How did you get to be the guy who shadowed the CEO? Cause I asked. This, like that is the whole, you know, like, how do you find that third door rather than waiting in line? Uh, you, you do it by asking questions that people aren't asking. So yeah, no, I, I hope that you should get 15 people to shadow you in your current role. I mean, I think to myself, oh, 20 year old Austin would have just ate that clean up. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you've got all these women, you've been a part of the group. Now you're the owner. Give me one or two things. If, if there's a woman or a man listening that running a business that's thought about joining a mastermind, but circled around it or never did it. I know masterminds changed my life. I'm sure mm-hmm. they did use, you know, what would you be your advice to them and, and what they should be looking for, but more importantly, sh- you know, you're not selling yourself, but should they? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm the customer of the mastermind. I'm going to speak to it from, from that angle. You've heard the quote that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I really believe that my best ideas have happened because I'm next to people who think bigger and more differently than I do. So so being in that community of big, different thinkers uh, has really been the thing 
that has propelled me into success in entrepreneurship and otherwise. Uh, but I, I also feel like there there are, and I have been involved in, in different masterminds and mm-hmm. you gotta be very clear on what is this group and what are they not? Like this mm-hmm. is a conversation I have pretty frequently. If the only thing you want is to increase your net worth, I'm not sure GoBundance Women is your place, right? Mm -hmm. If what you want is to get vulnerable and discuss your fears of not showing up for your kids as a mom because you are running after your entrepreneurship dreams, that's a conversation that's for Mm -hmm. GoBundance Women. Well, well, that brings up an interesting point is, and I'm not saying, I have clients, they all have kids. I don't have kids yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm very adamant, I'm not a mom or dad, mm-hmm. but I'm very adamant that the true thing that your kid seeks from you is for you to never stop chasing your dreams as a parent. Totally agree with that. 1000%. And also I'm showing him this example of what's possible. However, when you are in it, like February is a cluster for me. I'm going to, we're running a, an event in Sedona and then I, I'm host, I'm, I get to be MC of another event in Houston and I am going to be on a plane and my kid's going to be with other people. Uh, and, and that's going to suck. And that's going to be hard when I'm in it, but it's me chasing my dreams. It's me pounding the tables for, you know, this is what a better life looks like for people who are in my mastermind, who are investing with me, who are my child that uh, we're all trying to grow this better life in this right way, you know, or Mm -hmm. whatever feels right. So I promise I, I promise I wasn't going to make you cry, but this might. Okay. So (laughs) as I talked to you, Mm -hmm. this was not the last time we talked, but it was a time we talked and I was in a transition, we'll just call it a different season of my life where I was struggling and I was grasping. And all you said to me was, okay, stop. Go read the surrender experiment. And don't talk to me mm-hmm. till you do that. And in that moment, in that season, the amount of stress and force that it removed from mm-hmm. my vision I think is the reason that I'm sitting here today in the situation I'm at. Uh, And it was just one of those pointy at times in a moment that a book does what it does for you. And so I just wanted to thank you for, for, for seeing what I needed and giving it to me. Oh, I thank you for that gift. I I feel like the, the world puts people books, things, exactly what they need in the right spot, but you have to be quiet enough to notice them. Mm-hmm. So high five to you for being mm-hmm. quiet enough in, in your experience to take what you it had shown up enough. It had bopped me in the head enough to know that when, when somebody, it was time, you know, like, it, you know, I think that's an interesting thing about books and, you know, we're in a world, right. Where there's a million podcasts, there's a million books, there's a million mm-hmm. things. I, and I think I've got to a place where I can't read all the books, Mm-mm. can't listen to all the podcasts, but I have to believe that when the message is needed, it shows up right in my time. 100%. The, the guy in the audience, when I announced that I had the cash flow I needed, I would still be a medical device rep if I didn't have that gift from the universe. You know, I wouldn't have had the bandwidth to be able to take on this new role if I were still medical device. Mm-hmm. You know, 
so the the world has lined up exactly the way that I've needed it to. I just am paying attention enough. I'm not so hard charging and sure that no, put your nose down, don't listen, just run, that I'm able to notice when things require a pivot, mm-hmm. require that new energy. The amount of confidence in your voice, your presence, your energy, the the bite with your action is night and day from who I'm, who I saw a year and a half ago. It's just the steps are so firm with you. I can feel it. And it's just great to see somebody grow and become who and continue to grow to always what they knew they would be and more. Thank you, Austin. I I feel like it's, everybody's on the same journey. It's just one foot in front of the other. And, you know, when I, uh, I do a lot of coaching on small multi-acquisition, cause that's kind of what bought my freedom. You know, uh, the thing I always say to those, those folks that I help out is if you're going to be busy, you're going to get busy climbing a ladder. You got to make sure that that ladder is up against the right wall. Cause you could ascend, you could succeed. You could do all of the next right steps towards whatever thing you want to run after you, you better make sure that you've begun with the end in mind, because if that ladder's up against the wrong wall, you will have done all that for naught. Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just- How do you, you know, find the wall? I, I feel like that, again, it's just a getting quiet. Like I, one of the exercises that really helped me get there that I've, I've advised some other people to give it a try is get really quiet. Spend some time designing your perfect day. Like when you wake up, what does that look like? What do you smell? What do you feel? How is the energy? Who is around you? What's happening outside, right? Do the same thing for the afternoon. When you go to work, what type of clothes do you put on? Is it busy? Is it something that you're around a lot of people? Is it something that you get to work in, in kind of a solitary type envi- environment? Where do you go for lunch? When you're going to wind down at night, what does that look like? Is, do you have a lot of family around you? Are you doing sports stuff with your kids? Are you having a glass of wine with your spouse? Are you having a quiet moment for yourself in a bubble bath or whatever those things are, you're going to be able to dream up the things that exist in that one day. And your life is nothing more than a whole lot of days strung together. So if you can design one perfect day in your mind's eye and live your life towards having that day, then you're going to have an incredible life for me. And and you're going to identify a bunch of stuff in the process that like, in doing this, I'm like, yeah, I wake up smelling coffee. I'm like, holy shit, I could just set my coffee pot and I'm going to feel like I'm living my best life. Oh my God. So now every morning, 6.40 AM, I wake up smelling coffee because I give myself that gift because I put this thought into it. So it's showing up for yourself, figuring out what that one good day looks like. Uh, and and that's that's really how you you design, you construct your life as it were. See what I did there? I mean, I see that just enough. Uh, <laughs> you know, the hardest thing that I've dealt with, and it's different because mm-hmm. I'm the, the owner and boss and CEO, so they have to listen to me. Uh, <laughs> but the hardest thing I found, because I've done multiple groups and I've been a part of masterminds, is keeping the pot of energy stirred mm-hmm. is mind-numbingly exhausting slash something that I always like is in the back of my mind is it because the mastermind has so much a track record that you can keep it going 
you know, do you ever feel a, a gap of energy and, and do you have to supercharge it? Like that to me would be the hardest part about owning and operating a group like that. Showing up with jazz hands all the time. You know, so much of it is um, identifying the leaders within the group. You know, okay. like we have um, one of the big things that we do is if you love short-term rentals, let's say, then mm -hmm. there is a short-term rentals micro that. Yeah. that meets, right? Like, and then go show up and meet with those people who love short-term rentals. Or mm -hmm. if you love apartment buildings, go to the thing, the micro tribe that's associated with that. If what you want is to live your life so you can live to a hundred, make sure you're seeking out the other individuals who want the same thing for their lives. And the person that we put as the leader is someone who shows up with a ton of enthusiasm as well. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you, are you, so you're still investing in apartments, right? Mm -hmm. Are you doing that on your own or, or is this mainly the focus now? Is the So I feel like where we're at in the market, I'm, I'm still yeah. an apartment investor. I still am a class B growing market in the Midwest idealist, right? Uh, I'm not finding a ton of that stuff that works. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm as patient as I possibly can be and, you know, building other stuff while I'm waiting. The, the cool thing about the approach that I, that I took on with this whole apartment thing is I saw lots of syndicators who came up with me in this multifamily stuff. And if you're syndicating, you end up having to go find another deal. To, to get that acquisition fee to like feed your family, right? That's not the approach that I took. Like I'm, I'm living off the cash flow from the assets only. So now I have this floor of income that I get to go, you know, I basically like bought myself an annuity. I bought myself like the pension plan so that I can go out and swing for the fences, try to build uh, a mastermind that is going to change a ton of lives in, in the process. An extremely important conversation. And, and I wish it's funny, right? People see me on the podcast. They see me on other people's podcasts. My friends have podcasts. They're, they're big, uh, own businesses or apartment guys, all that stuff. Right. Every time, every time we get on the golf course, we only talk about one thing and one thing only. What's that? Do you really have to scale? Yes, exactly. And I, I, I end up on Oh, I, I never want to, I don't want to do a duplex. I'm only doing hundred unit pluses. Well, you know what? The, 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 the deal that I last syndicated 104 units, I raised a million dollars, did a ton of due diligence, do a ton of like the same calls that I do for the stuff that I own on my own. What percentage of that deal do you think I own? Not a lot. 1.8%. One point, and let's back up and do that math. 1.8% of a hundred units is roughly two damn units. Why am I more thrilled about 104 units that I own 1.8% of than I am a duplex that cash flows $4,000 for no reason, dude, for no dude reason. true story guys. Good luck finding me. I'm not telling you the city I'm in. Okay. But I just got to tell you this story. Cause if you come here, I will destroy you because we are taking over. Okay. But get true story. So all my guys that work for me, they love real estate. They want to learn about it, right? They're young guys. So he brings me this fucking deal. And he has it on a spreadsheet and he says, Hey man, could you, could you, could you look at this? And I'm like looking at it. I'm sitting right in the chair. I'm sitting right now. And I'm going, um, excuse me. And he was like, what? And I go, are you fucking shitting me? And he goes, what are you talking about? I go, dude, if this is what's in this town, I'm buying the entire counties, everyone. He hands me 
a property that you picked up for 12K, 8,000 remodel, 20,000 in, 40% cash on cash return, renting long-term. I'm like, why am I buying in Austin, Texas again? When you get older, this is, look, I think life's like this, right? Life is in seasons. When, when, I, when I was 20, I wanted all the sizzle, the, the sex, Airbnb. I'm talking to sales guy and marketing and all that stuff. Now, all I do is meet with lawyers, insurance brokers, bookkeepers, CPAs. Uh, and I want none of the flash because now we're building wealth. Yes. Now you're actually playing the game rather than talking about playing the game. Exactly. And, and so many people get caught up in uh, Amazon stores and all this shit. And all that's fucking great. But what I'm really digging into is through the small business acquisitions in a neighborhood, mm -hmm. I have 30 to 50 employees, which are impacted from me directly, which then have kids and family members, which are impacted me, which then their, their, their brothers and sisters are impacted. Boom. So now we, now we take that impact from 30 to 50 to 100, right? Okay. Then we do real estate in the community. Now we go from 100 to 1,000. And so now in, in you know, just a couple of acquisitions. Now we're impacting the thousands that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so in, in my opinion, it's a perfect silo to fulfillment, but also good business. And, and, and so like, it's, I've kind of found my sweet spot of like getting exactly what I need to be fulfilled as a person and the creativity of small business and shaking hands and meeting people. I love it. And so like mm -hmm. now we're kind of hitting and and, 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 and and you of all people will really respect this. Two mindset shifts for me in the last 90 days that changed my life for the rest till I'm on this planet. One was I'm no longer going to look at real estate as a way to get rich. Now it's only something that I do because it enhances my life in the long term. Mm -hmm. Meaning I'm going to go buy businesses, then invest in real estate, not buy real estate, invest in business. That's the first point. Okay. You want to talk about that one? I want to, yeah. I want to give a little commentary on that. So I, I feel like once I started examining business versus real estate, if, if I'm going to buy an apartment complex at a four cap, what I'm basically saying is I'm willing to pay $25 for every dollar of cash flow. That is what it works out to be, right? Like that's just the math. If, if I'm going to buy a laundromat, I could, for that dollar of cash flow, basically pay $2 rather than $25. So if, if what I'm saying, the, you know, forever money, the, the bucket of things that's going to, the bucket of assets that's going to pay me forever, that is the most historically proven asset class in the entire world that I can buy on non-recourse debt is the, the class B apartment building stuff that I love. That's my end game. That is my forever money bucket. However, if you're going to invest, you know, Two, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a pop into these in order to get into them. You're gonna, if you're your friend Mandy, you're gonna run out of money real quick, right? So what do I need in order to continue to fill up this bucket? It's an engine for cash flow. So why would I pay twenty five dollars for a dollar of cash flow to make an engine when I could pay two dollars? Or I, I don't know what the multiplier is well, for well, Alex. Well, Alex Ramosi said that there's no place in the world, mm -hmm. no matter asset class, doesn't matter where you can make more tax-free income than owning your own business. I 
completely agree. And Layla- Because you can pull levers, you right? You can pull levers, you can move, right? And it's, I'll do simple math for you because I don't, I, it, this, trust me, I've been swimming in the deep end for the last nine months. It is crazy town when you really dig into this stuff, but long story short. Okay, so let's say that you buy- so here's where it gets fun. I'm going to give you a quick masterclass on EBITDA and SDE. So different metrics of, of, of cash flow and EBITDA, by, by the way, is net cash flow, guys, uh, create different markers, right? And so, so let's say we buy a business for 700K net cash flow that it trades between a three to a four multiplier, okay? Once that cash flow gets above 2 million, it sells at minimum for 10X. So all I have to do, right? So, so think about that, guys. So if I have $2 million business, it sells for 10X, but I'm buying it at a three or four. So all I have to do is create another 1.2 million, 1.3 million, and I've just 7X'd or, you know, give or take, depending on cutting budgets, stuff like that. That's when it gets fun. That's when it gets crazy, right? And here's where it gets wild. So if you go, I'm hearing some HVAC companies trading at 20 and 25X. It's really not that hard to understand. And now you're buying, so we're unlike other private equity groups, we're buying the real estate with the company, which the one we're up here is 15 acres. And guess what we're doing? Doing a large scale storage development facility on eight acres that's gonna pay for the business itself. Very smart. In terms of finding where the multiplier changes. It's typically just... between one to two on mm -hmm. sector, but when you get above 2 million or 1.5 million, that's when it starts going crazy. Is that something a business broker could guide me on? Correct. And yeah. we're also launching a mergers and acquisition company. So we'll be your business broker. So, but okay. So that's, that's number one. So, so guys to recap, I'm no longer going to use real estate to win the lottery. I'm going to buy businesses, build businesses to create cash flow to then go invest in real estate long term. Mm -hmm. And real estate's going to be my wealth creation. Okay. Now, here's the one that I think is going to sit in your brain and spin around for the next 48 hours because you're going to fall in love with it. Okay. I only want to attack things in life moving forward. I will only run races that I cannot win. Hmm. Okay, Go and on. let me let me extrapolate. The reason I love small business and buying businesses is I'm making up the terms and the structure and the owner financing just out of the air. I get to make it up. I get to be creative. I get to think of different ways to do it. There, I'm never going to win this race. And so what I mean by that is think about cycling. The reason type A's love cycling is because you can always be faster. You can always be smoother. You can always be quicker. You can always do all these things. So I realized that the reason I got bored with certain things is because I was running races that I would already win in the first three months. Like when I, a video game, if I video game, I can beat it in a week, I put it down. And so I only want to run races in this life that I can't win. And one of those races is impacting people. Mm. There's always another one. There's always a, a cashier. There's always another human. 
And you know what my, my plumber said to me, he's going to be our future CE COO. He texted me and I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Like it, it, it fucked me up for like, for like 24 hours. He said, Austin, have you taken a minute and understood how many people are going to be affected for the positive that you just so happen to buy a company in the middle of nowhere and their kids are going to be a better mindset and, 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 and they're going to be better for it. And this person's going to be better for it. The, the guy at the Verizon store in town is listening to my podcast. Huh. You know, he's a 19 year old kid. Like, and it's like, Oh, okay. So this is just not about buying. And don't get me wrong. We're going to make money, but it's, it's like number 10 on my list of things I care about. And so when you start playing games of that and when you start constructing it and, and 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 mind hacking as i call it and figuring out different ways to stay motivated just so we're clear it's going to be minus three on friday Oof. and it's cold right it's minus 10 in chicago my my partner just told me right yeah those are the days that you don't want to get up but when the why when the reason mm-hmm. it's because i need to show up for those other people it's easier to flip it on Totally agree. It's, and it is when you put impact first, it's this Tony Robbins idea of the, the six human needs, right? Like when giving and growth are the things, when contribution and growth are the things that lead your life, it's a very different life than if you're trying to be the one that looks important or the one, you know, I just have to say, like, I'm, I'm so happy for you. You have no idea. Like, it's just, guys, it's different. Like, this is the reason I do this podcast is because, like, I view it as a great marker. Mm. And to see you and what you've created and, and what you, you know, somebody, you know, one of the kids that used to work for me when I was a GM at a restaurant, DM me the other day, and I haven't talked to him in, like, five years. And he goes, hey, man, it's awesome to see you do everything you said you were going to do. Mm. And you did the same. Thank you. It's, it's, it's one foot in front of the other. And it's, mm-hmm. there's no shame in pivoting if you decide you want to pivot, mm-hmm. but to not try it something because you won't, you're scared, you won't get it. You know, like that mm-hmm. makes no sense at all. Mm-hmm. Like my, um, my 12 year old girl whose life I'm in didn't want to try out for the volleyball team because she was nervous that she mm-hmm. wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's mm-hmm. the difference between you trying out and not making it? And you're not making it. The result is still the same. The, the only difference is you don't get to show up for yourself, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. the, the worst thing that I think any person could do in the single life we get, we get one, we get 4,000 weeks. If that's not a book you've read, you absolutely must. Like do the math. A normal life, 80 years, 50 weeks a year, 4,000 weeks, that's it. What mm-hmm. are you going to do that is, is going to leave your mark? on this world because you don't got a lot of time you know i'm not i'm not going to talk anymore there so if people want to find out the group they want to find out what you got going on how would they do that sure go abundance women is the go abundancewomen.com is the mastermind and the stuff that i'm up to kind of general uh keeper of all of the things mandy is mandy awesome well guys if you like this episode send it to a friend and we'll see you next time